Welcome to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by APT Capital Group, where Kyle and Lalita talk to top experts and seasoned passive investors in the business to help provide clarity and key insights to keep you safe on your journey to financial freedom. Our goal is to help you get educated on how to create passive income for you and your family using real estate as your vehicle. If you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. Now, here are your hosts, Kyle and Lolita. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lolita, also joined by Kyle. Before we get started, please make sure to head over to our website, aptcapitalgroup.com, and grab our free Passive Investor's Guide. Also, if you're interested in learning more about what we do, you can schedule a call with Kyle on our website as well. All right, time to get into our show. We have Chris Reed joining us today. Chris, welcome. How's it going? Awesome. Come to you from the future all the way in uh, <laughs> Saigon and Vietnam. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Before we head into the interview, here's a little bit about Chris. Chris is from Brisbane, Australia, who leads Ardor SEO, which is a digital agency. Ardor employs a roster of highly skilled remote professionals. And as a team, they specialize in making business websites matter by funneling traffic through highly optimized website pages. Whether you're someone looking for more real estate leads, getting more people to your website, or more newsletter signups, this is the episode for you. So Chris, I'm personally eager to learn more about Ardor, but before we do, could you please tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do? Yeah, sure. And uh, I tell you, like during this whole Corona fiasco, like it is no better time to work on a digital marketing or working online. You know, like we're communicating right now from a whole day apart on the opposite side of the, the world. It's fabulous. But yeah, like I'm originally from Brisbane, Australia. I studied software engineering at university. And as a software engineer, there's two ways you can make money. You either go to Silicon Valley and work one of the tech startups there, or you go to work in finance. I chose the finance route. I moved to London, worked for big banks, which is rather soul-destroying, but they pay you enough money that you forget about it. (laughs) And that worked great for a bunch of years until 2008 came around and the global financial crisis took my job away with it. And just about everyone else I knew. And so, yeah, thankfully I had a bunch of coins saved up and I traveled the world for a couple of years and went, what the hell am I going to do with my life? Because there was no jobs to be had. And so being a computer geek, I built an online game and I didn't do it because I knew anything about business or wanted to be a businessman. I just did it because I was a geek. And then I was like, well, how the hell do you get people to a website to play the damn thing? And so I started learning about SEO. And then I discovered the secret of backlinks, which is fundamentally how Google works. Built a bunch of backlinks to my website. It jumped up in the rankings, got a heck of a lot of traffic. And I went, oh my word, I'm sitting on a gold mine here. I quickly ditched the game. I built a website to take orders for backlinks and been doing it ever since. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear about this episode and listen in on this episode myself. You know, a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs just set up a website and I think for the most part, just forget about it. You know, if finally they've got it up, it's a pain to get going. They've got all their information and now let's, you know, move on to the next. So can you tell us a little bit about what SEO is and why it's so important? Yeah, I mean, you're really right there. That most people just don't understand what the point of a website is. If they did, they would be already doing marketing and having a proper website. Because man, like when your business is bringing in like consistent leads, it takes away all the stress. 
You know, it was Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, that said revenue cures all problems. And it's so true. You can screw up everything in business. And if you got more leads coming in than customers going out, you'll live to fight another day. And that's what business is all about, really. You know, surviving and thriving, hopefully. And so, like, a website is like a business card. You know, a business card doesn't work if it's sitting in your desk drawer. You've got to get out there and hand it out. And the same with your website. If it's not getting in front of people, the people that are searching for what you're doing, then it's not working. You know, like, where you need to start is think about what should your business be? Like, when I started in business, I had no idea and just, you know, screwed up so many things because I, you know, didn't have a plan. And there's actually a really good book by Michael Hyatt called The Vision Driven Leader. And he has a really great way to put together a three-year plan for your business. And me and my core team, we have done that recently. And it's fabulous. It gives like such clarity into like exactly what you need. Like we put out our revenue goals. We're like, how many leads do we need? How many sales do we need? What do we need to do with our customer growth? When do we need to hire people? Things like that. It's really great clarity. And when you have that sort of clarity, you can work out, well, how do we get to that? And that's the same, like what you should be doing with digital marketing. You know, a question that I usually ask people at the start of a call when we're getting to get to work with each other, it's saying, well, how many more customers do you want? What success look like to you? And they'll usually just say more because they have no idea. They don't know what they want. You know, we do work with a lot of realtors and the really smart ones go, yeah, we're currently closing 100 deals a year and we want to get to 300. Okay, cool. And so what's that trajectory look like? Because generally, you can't handle the enough leads. You can't go from 100 to 300 overnight. You just don't have the capacity. You need to be able to grow with consistency. And that's what a really good digital marketing strategy can do for you. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. So can you tell us the difference between SEM and SEO? Because I did see that either on your bio and I've never heard of SEM. So would love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, so SEO is search engine optimization and SEM is referred to as search engine marketing. And so that's the paid search on Google. So like basically you can give Google money and you end up in the search results. That's how Google makes pretty much all of their money. The parent company Alphabet, something like 95% of their revenue comes from Google ads. Like it's almost everything. And you know, Google ads certainly work or Google wouldn't be worth any money because no one would be spending any money on them. But they are damn expensive. And so you better make sure they convert. And really only between two and 6% of people click on ads. So 94% is going to the organic. So even if you buy every single ad, it's you're missing out on 94% of the traffic. And people don't trust ads as much as they do organic because Google is trying to give you the best search result, right? And so people you know, trust Google search results and whoever's at the top, they go, well, if Google thinks they're good, they must be good. So that's another reason why people don't click on ads and trust the organic. But another thing with SEM and SEO is, you know, with SEM, you're paying for every click. And as soon as you stop spending, you stop getting. Where SEO, it is compounding. What you spent last month, well, you get this month and you get next month and you get next year. It's just builds up like a snowball and it's, you know, way, way better in long-term investment. Does SEM at all drive SEO by the number of clicks that you're getting or not at all? Kind of the other way around and kind of when you buy clicks from Google, that doesn't affect your SEO at all. But the way SEM works, Google Ads, is it's basically an auction, but it's not a one-to-one auction. The more relevant you are, the less you have to pay. So if you think about like the keyword smartphone, you know, Samsung and Apple would have to pay 
you know, they'd be competing head on because they both have, you know, great smartphones. And so really whoever spends the most money gets to the top. But if someone was bidding on an iPhone related keyword, then Samsung would have to spend a heck of a lot more money than Apple because, you know, they're not as relevant. So basically the better you rank organically and the more relevant you are to that search term, the less you have to spend. So if you were going on the keyword like passive investment and you were already number one, like you would have to spend a lot less to buy that click than, you know, someone that doesn't rank at all. Okay. And then kind of talking about keywords, how important are keywords and using them in your branding strategy? Yeah, this is where you should start before you even break ground on a website. And like web designers don't understand this. They, I see it all the time. Like one of our more recent customers previously spent $20,000 building a website that generated him no leads and no customers. He got zero return on 20K. Like that breaks my heart, man, because you do not have to spend that much money. You need to like focus on what are you trying to achieve? And it all starts with keyword research. You need to understand exactly who your potential customer are and what are they searching for in what quantity. And that's how you do everything, how you structure your your website, how you write your content, how you even do a podcast. I mean, like we do work with a number of podcasts. In fact, Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dermis, who's one of the biggest business podcasts on the planet. You know, he got into podcasting before it was cool, right? So he kind of got lucky a bit, you know, but he's been doing it for 10 years and didn't have an SEO strategy. And when we first started working on his website, it was like, man, it was just crap built on crap on crap. It was like really disorganized. And, you know, he's been doing it for 10 years. So there is a gazillion episodes that he's done. And most of them were thin content pages. Like Google, an easy way to determine the quality of a website is just the content because writing quality content is expensive. And so if you've got crap content, then Google's like, well, your website's probably crap and why rank it? And so he had like most of his episodes were less than 500 words, which shows thin content in in Google's eyes. And so we just de-indexed them because like they were bringing down the quality of his website. So like 90% of his episodes from the last 10 years have been de-indexed. So it's not ideal for anyone that was a guest on his show, but it brought up the quality score of his website and straight away he got a traffic boost. So one thing that is kind of counterintuitive is the more pages you have on a website, the harder it is to rank them. Because one of the things I mentioned at the start is the keys to how Google rankings work is what's called backlinks. Because anyone can write any crap they want on the internet, right? And how does Google know if it's true or not? Well, they can't trust intrinsically what you say. They have to see what everyone else is saying. And they do that by who's linking to you. Like how that came about is Larry Page, the co-founder of Google. So when he was at university, he noted that if you write a thesis and lots of other people reference your thesis, well, it's a really good thesis, right? He said, well, it must be the same with websites. If you've got a website and everyone else is referencing your website, linking to your website, it must be a really good, credible website. And so that's how backlinks work and the secret behind Google. And so the more links that you have coming to your website, the more it builds up your domain authority. And that domain authority works like a cake. Every page that you have gets a slice of that cake. And so the more pages you have, the more slices it give out. And that's why it's really important to have tight site structure so that your big main category pages get bigger slices of cake and the smaller pages get smaller slices of cake. And like to even get more complex, but especially as you write more and more content around the same sort of topic. So if you write lots and lots of stuff about passive investment, 
In fact, John Lee Domus is a really good example. One of his big affiliate programs is How to Start a Podcast. And he was ranking really well for How to Start a Podcast and making lots of money. So he made more and more content about how to start a podcast. And then he got what's called keyword cannibalization, where he had four pages that are all about the exact same topic. And because of his flat site structure, Google's not sure which one's meant to rank. And so they start competing with each other and pulling each other down. And then none of them rank. And so he lost all that traffic. So it's really important that you have you know, great site structure. So if you think about like Amazon, you know, it's amazon.com slash movies slash music slash fashion. And then under fashion, you know, it's men's and women's. And then under that, the subsections, you know, but that all starts with keyword research. You need to understand what your customers are searching for so you can build that site structure. So essentially, can you backlink yourself? I mean, so we send a newsletter out that has a blog in it that links to our website. Is that SEO driven at all or not really? Does it have to be third party companies and vendors that are backlinking yourself? Yeah. So from an email, that's not a backlink. That's just a link. (laughs) A backlink comes from another website. So it's another website coming back to your website. Internal linking helps as well. So like nothing works in isolation. So how a web page ranks is Google reads the content on that page to understand what it's about, but it also puts it in the context of what your website is about. So like, you know, if you were a butcher shop and you had an article about passive investing, it's like, it's not going to rank because it's like your whole website's not about that. And inversely, if you had a passive investing website and you have an article about butchering, it's not going to rank. Like it doesn't make any sense. But they look at the content that that page is about, plus all the internal links the links from your website, the link to them and what they're about, plus the backlinks that are coming to your page and coming to your website and what that content's about. So, you know, Google is enhancing their algorithms all the time. They have an army of the best software engineers on the planet to like enhance it all the time. What they're always looking for is relevancy. It used to be much more about domain authority. The bigger the website linking to you, the better. And that still is somewhat true, but it's now much more, you know, niche focused. Like we work a lot in real estate. And so we really like real estate backlinks. And that's a big reason why I do real estate podcasts, because you're going to give me a backlink from that. And that's a really good backlink for us because it, you know, Google picks up real estate, podcasting, SEO, all of the stuff that we want to rank for. And so that helps us get that awesome backlink. And that's actually a really good example of why backlinking works, right? Is because you can't BS it, right? Like I have to go on your podcast and put in the effort. And so then it's a quality, like Google understands that. And so they're like, well, that takes time and effort. It's not like you can like fake that. And so that builds your credibility. You know, it's, it's like a Warren Buffett said, you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and minutes to destroy it. It's kind of the same thing about building a website. It's, it's like you're constantly building up your trust and authority and that's how you rank. Okay. You have any other kind of um, keys to driving SEO? I mean, if you're going to be paying for that, it gets quite expensive very quickly, as you kind of mentioned. So any other organic ways to continue to drive your SEO? Yeah, well, I mean, first you need to work out what sort of growth trajectory do you want? How many more leads do you want? Like, that's the very first thing. Like, you know, if you want to go from you know, 10 leads a month to 100 or 10 leads to 1,000, you're going to cost a different amount to invest in that. But that's the first thing to work out and then building a strategy backwards from that. A big thing that people miss is even what's the point of their website? Once you get someone there, like how do you convert them to a customer? You know, many people have call to actions that are way too strong, like booking a call. Like booking in a call with someone is a lot of investment. You know, like 
I had a lead just this morning send me a message, go, oh, can we have a call? And it's like, I don't know who you are. I don't have unlimited time on my calendar. I'm not just going to talk to anyone. I need to qualify. Yeah, it's, we've got a lot of leads coming in, so I, I can do that. If you've got less leads coming in, then you're probably just going to jump on the call. Usually, people don't want to ask for a call because they don't know who you are yet. And so it's important to have what's called a lead magnet. So if you're looking for investors, passive investors, a really great keyword to rank for is like, how to invest $50,000. Because you know, most syndication companies, you know, the minimum investment is $50,000. And someone that's searching how to invest $50,000, you can be pretty sure they got $50,000 that they want to invest. So it's a really good keyword to rank for. And so when they get to your website, you don't want to say, hey, book in a call, like, because I'll take you $50,000. It's just too aggressive. Where if you can give them a guide, hey, download our awesome guide on the five biggest mistakes people make when investing $50,000. Like, that's great. But you don't want it to do it straight away. Like, you see these pop-ups all the time, like, oh, join our newsletter. No one wants to join your newsletter, dude. And if it's straight on your website before I've even looked at anything, I don't even know who you are. So not a chance. You want people to land on your website, read your article and go, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And you know, before they finish it, ideally, a pop-up should come up or should have call to action. So ads throughout it, they go, hey, come and download our guide. And so then people give you your name and email and download your guide. And it better be a damn good guide or otherwise you've just blown all that trust and done it for nothing. But they download and they go, wow, this is really good stuff. This guy's cool. And that's when you can start, you know, indoctrinating them on your brand, sending them information. Hey, listen to me on this podcast or this video I did or this article I wrote for Forbes or whatever, you know. And then they start going, man, Kyle's a really cool guy. And then you go, hey, how about I have a call and I'll show you how to invest that 50K. And now they trust you. And so, yeah, they're going to book a call and the sale is going to be a hell of a lot easier too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. How about reputation management? Is that same thing tied with SEO or is there different systems that you need to take into consideration there? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, reputation is certainly important. Like when you're asking someone for 50K, they're probably going to like check you out. So you want to make sure, you know, you look good. And, you know, that's a good reason to ha- make sure when you're starting out, that you build all the different you know, profiles, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn so that you own it, someone searches your brand name, it's all you. Like, you know, I have a little catchphrase that I use that makes it easy for people to remember my name, the coolest guy in SEO. And if you Google the coolest guy in SEO, everything is about me. That makes it easy to, for people to remember because often people listen to a podcast and they walk along and driving the car and, you know, it's easy to forget someone's name, but it's pretty easy to remember the coolest guy in SEO. And so like that's kind of reputation management or well, that's you know reputation engineering. So that you've got a catchphrase that's really easy for people to remember. And so, yeah, people can find you. But like building all of those entities, your, your Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube, you know, it doesn't take much to do, but it builds up your trust with Google as well. So it kind of gives you a bit of a ranking advantage too because you know, doing all this stuff takes time and energy and that's what Google's looking for to like – shortcut and BS the system, like they don't do all these extra things. Mm -hmm. So I hear a lot of mentors or coaches tell their students, you know, don't worry about a website right now, just get started. You know, that stuff will hang you up. And then some people do get just hung up on making their website perfect, spending months and months and months. And then ultimately it ends up being, you know, like you said, a waste of money. Where are you in for entrepreneurs getting started, you know, in having to have that website and online presence? Yeah, like, I mean, if I could go back to when I was a 
starting out entrepreneur, like I would slap myself and say, read a lot more books, dude. Like why learn all this stuff yourself? Like stand on the shoulders of giants, as they say. And a really awesome book by a great author, Mike McCallowitz, is called Clockwork. And it's about how to build a business that doesn't revolve around you. And I'm not perfect. My business still does need me to do some things, but it's pretty good. I'm going on holidays next week and it'll, it'll march along fine without me. And one of the premises of the book is like, what is your queen bee role? Like the queen bee is the most important bee in the hive and like protecting that queen bee role is the most important thing. And so if you're a passive investment company, like you shouldn't be building a website. You should be doing passive investment. Like my company, we make money by our analysts doing SEO. And so anytime that they're not doing SEO, they're not making the company money. You know, if they're stuck in meetings or you know, internal emails or doing reporting or whatever the hell, they're not making the company money. And so we need to like, you know, get them back to doing what they're doing. And that's what every business should be focusing on, doing what you do. Like SEO is hard. Like even myself who've been doing it for years, like I'm not as good as our like our, our real seniors. Like they it gets tricky. You know, like when you know I see the strategies that our guys put together and they're awesome and they take a lot of bloody work and you need to understand how all of these different parts. It's like, you know, an expert can make something look easy. doesn't mean it is easy. It's like, you know, setting up a syndication company. It's not easy. The idea of it seems easy, but like getting all those moving parts into place, like, man, who wants that headache? <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, the lead is going to take us into our final four questions. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Fire away. This podcast is sponsored by Bullpen. Bullpen is an online marketplace where you can find and hire top-notch commercial real estate analysts on an hourly or part-time basis to support your deals. The analysts on Bullpen have various skill sets from office brokerage in Topeka to multifamily development in New York and everything in between. We use Bullpen as a second set of eyes on all of our underwriting. Find your next analyst using Bullpen at www.bullpenre.com. Use our promo code APT Capital when you sign up to receive a hundred dollar credit towards your first hire. All right, Chris, here we go. What is the one tool real estate investors could use that would benefit their business? Yeah, so I mean, like having a website certainly is a good tool to generate you all the leads that you need. Like, I'd highly recommend that. And if people want to use a tool that SEOs use to build websites, there's one called Ahrefs, ahrefs.com. And it's a pretty expensive tool, but I think they have an offer for like $7 for seven days. And if you go there and you can put in any of your competitors, so like just go to Google and type keywords that you think your customers would be searching for, find websites that you know come up in the top 10, put them into Ahrefs so you can see how much traffic they're getting. And you can see what keywords they're ranking for and how many people are searching for all those keywords. And you can estimate, you know, okay, this guy's getting you know, 5,000 visitors a month. Well, how many customers is that going to be? You know, and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just see who's doing good and, you know, follow their lead. Great. Can you tell us a story of one of the biggest challenges a client has come to your help for? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, like the... Most businesses fail, right? Because they can't get enough customers. So like, as I mentioned, you know, having more customers coming in than going out lets you to fight another day. And that is what we bring is predictability to customers, making sure that they have enough leads to grow their business at the rate that they want. 
Because yeah, you can't go from 10 to 1,000 overnight. You need to hire more people to be able to handle those leads. And then once you have them, you better well keep it up because you've got more bills to pay. And that's the sort of predictability that digital marketing can bring you because it's a science. You do the same thing. I mean, like we're actually able to guarantee our results because you do the same thing and it works every time. You know, it's not magic. What is it that you need to do now to grow your life to the next level? To grow my life to the next level. Well, I mean, I get to walk my dogs twice a day and practice yoga every day. So it's the level I like. Uh, our actual biggest hurdle, in fact, I was just chatting in a Facebook group for digital marketers, which has a great business coach there. Our biggest problem is recruitment. You know, like we can't get people to grow our company fast enough. You're like, unfortunately, every new customer we bring on, we need to bring on more staff and train them, which you know, is a hurdle, but we're growing pretty good. And that's a nice problem to have. <laughs> Great. And finally, Chris, where can people find out more about you? Yeah. So if they go to our website, ardorseo.com slash APT, there's a landing page waiting there for you. And if you put in your name and email, I will personally do a video review of your website. So I'll look at your market, show you exactly how many people are searching for precisely what you do and show you some simple things that you can change yourself to get your website in front of where those people are actively looking and predictably grow your business. Plus, if people leave you guys a review, I'll give them a special bonus. So that's artrseo.com slash APT. Perfect. Well, thank you for that. So many great takeaways and strategies we can implement today. Chris, tons of value right there. We really appreciate you being on our show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate group on Facebook so you can connect with Kyle and Lolita and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, head on over to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Kyle and Lolita, sign up on the Contact Us page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode.